What a blessing to be here this morning, feeling right at home. And if I don't remember your name, please forgive me. I've had to learn many names since then, especially Chinese names. So please be patient. But it's so good to be back here. I want to talk to you about something. You know, all of us go through in this human condition suffering. How many have ever had a problem in your life, ever faced a difficulty? You know, all of us go through suffering. And uh, I had a very difficult year. In the same year, I lost Nathan Bell, your pastor's uncle, who I worked with for 12 years in China. We lost Nathan. And very soon after that, two months later, I lost my wife. All of you that know Cindy loved my wife, Cindy. A few months later, I was here meeting with Jody Bell. A week later, she was gone, my pastor's wife. A few months later, I get a call in China. Your brother, the EMS, is here trying to resuscitate him. I was the first one they called. I'm in China. And they thought Bob Sayre being my dad, because we all have the same name, that they were calling my dad. You talk about a difficult year to lose four people that close to you in one year. Can you go through difficult times and still have joy? You know, the Bible marries those two together. The Bible says as a believer, we can be persecuted and be joyful. We can suffer great pain and be joyful. I'm here to tell you as a church, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let the weak say, I am strong. I don't care what comes your way. I don't care what you suffer. Go to Jesus. Begin to worship. Begin to, and what did David do when he would get discouraged? He encouraged himself in the Lord. We need joy in the midst of our suffering. Go ahead and start the PowerPoint there, if you would, Robert. And here is 13 years ago when we began in China with a group of five little boys. 13 years later, you can imagine some of them are in their 20s now or late teens. You talk about joy. What you don't see is the suffering involved. How many know when you go forth bearing precious seed, you go forth with tears, but you will come again rejoicing? The work of the Lord is blood, sweat, and tears. And you, every one of us, it's just the human nature. We face difficult times. We face suffering. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. These same little boys you see here now encourage me. Now they pray for me. One of them just called me this morning, Philip. Oh, I just needed to talk to you, Grandpa. What a blessing on the other side of the world, and they're FaceTiming me. They want to talk to me. They miss you. I tell you, the seed that's planted is worth the harvest. The sweat to plant seed to get rid of all the weeds, the sweat that a farmer invests is worth the harvest. We're going to come again with joy, bringing the harvest with us. And your life can be the same, every one of us. I don't know what you face in your family, in your home, at your workplace. I don't know what you face, but I want to tell you, 
If you're going through any difficulty, if you're going through any loss, going through any suffering, get a hold of the joy of the Lord. You as a Christian have something you can hold on to that the world does not have. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Look at these boys. Go, Robert, to the next one there. Look at these boys now growing up. Two of those boys that you saw in the picture, Judah and Jacob, standing in front of our neighborhood church where all of our workers have come from. Every one of our workers, house mothers, they're all Christians. We didn't want any Buddhist house mothers. But I want you to notice on top of that church, what do you see up there on the top of the building? A cross. You know, you take it for granted you can come into this church this morning. There's a beautiful sign out there letting people know a church is here. A cross is there letting them know there's a church there. But that cross is no longer allowed. Things in China are moving so fast, it's almost shocking. The church is being persecuted. Frank and Christy, my daughter and son-in-law, were called in by the police this week. Stop your religious activity. You don't know the privilege you have to come and be encouraged every week in a church like this. Have the freedom to have your Bible. Go to the next one here. Here I am when the cross was broken and in need of repair. And this is just about a block from our Home of Hope, our orphanage. The next one. So a brand new cross was put on top of the church. Beautiful new cross. One month ago, Brooke, who has been one of our Bible teachers and translators, she even went to Bible school in Hawaii, she came to me one month ago and she said, have you seen that the cross is missing? The government came and told them they had to take it down. So I snuck over there late at night. The next picture... Go ahead. You can see it's a little difficult there, but there's a Chinese flag, but the cross is missing from the rooftop. You know, if you're in China today, anyone below the age of 18 could not be in this room right now. No child below the age of 18 is allowed to enter a church. You that are here younger than 18 need to be so thankful. Don't come in here thinking, I have to go to church. And Listen, you get to go to church. There are young people like you wanting to go. They're not allowed in the doors. In that little church is a camera right there where the government monitors everything going on in that church. You don't have a camera here monitoring what goes on. On the wall of the church, go to the next one the hammer and sickle, and promoting the socialist principles of the Communist Party. Right now, the leaders of China are translating a new Bible. So everything in the Bible is pro-socialism. And then they're going to, right now, most people have their Bible on their apps, and then they're going to not allow those apps. You're going to have to have the Bible they translate. You have no idea the amount of control that we are facing right now in China. I'm not crying wolf. I'm telling you, this is how it is. The church is being persecuted. But there are some of the greatest people you would ever meet, those believers. The joy they have, even in the face of persecution. Many of you know Kelly, our translator, was here four months taking a course at IBC when they were doing a mission course. 
Kelly's pastor's in jail today, Pastor Wong Yi. His wife, Jian Rong, thankfully, was just allowed to go back home to her son, Shu Ya. I pray for those three every day. Are you praying for the persecuted church in China? But I want to tell you something about the persecuted church. They are a church filled with praise and worship. The praise is becoming more intense, the worship, the lifting up of hands. If you went in this little church, there would not be one empty seat. You can't build the buildings big enough because the people want hope. They want the word of God. Let's pray, and then I want to take us to some scripture verses. Let's pray. Lord, we're so grateful for Destiny Church. We're so grateful for a church that remembers the missionaries, that remembers where to pray to stand behind the believers around the world, to stand behind the persecuted church. Lord, thank you, Lord, for Matt Bell, our pastor. Thank you, Lord, for the elders and leaders, the worship leaders. Thank you for every teacher, every volunteer. God, thank you the children can come to this church. They can go to a Sunday school. They can go to a youth group. Thank you for Destiny Church. Bless this house. Bless this day. Bless the word that we're going to receive. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to begin by talking about an Old Testament prophet. We're talking about joy, and yet he was very persecuted. When I say the name Jeremiah, go ahead. When I say the name Jeremiah, do you think of a weeping prophet? That's what he's been called, right? He wrote the book of Lamentations, which means to lament and weep. Why was Jeremiah so persecuted? Because he was teaching a word that the people didn't want to hear. They would stop their ears. They didn't want to hear his word. They got so angry, they threw him in a slimy pit. They put him in chains. They put him in stocks. We don't want to hear your word. Stop preaching the word. When many call him the weeping prophet, I was surprised in the middle of his persecution to see what joy he had. If you're suffering, you can still rejoice. It's a choice. And the joy will come. If you're having any problems in your life, hallelujah, rejoice. The world can't do that. You can't. The prophet Jeremiah, it's so easy. Now, this is Yelimi, is the Chinese name for Jeremiah. This was the last children's church I just had with the children before I came back for this visit. I taught them about Jeremiah and Jeremiah's joy and Jeremiah's love for this word. And I want to take you to Jeremiah 15, 15. Go ahead to the next slide there. Jeremiah 15, 15. Oh, Lord, you know, remember me and visit me. Take vengeance for me on my persecutors in your enduring patience. Do not let them kill me. Think of how I suffer humiliation for your sake. And what's the next verse? Read the next verse with me. Your words were found, 
and I ate them. Read it with me. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Where did he get his joy? The word. Your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Don't pity Jeremiah. Yeah, he's facing great suffering and persecution. He's crying out to God, help. But he's also rejoicing. He's also full of joy. Your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. If you just go over five chapters, Jeremiah said your word was like a fire in my bones. I couldn't stop from speaking it if I wanted to. This word produced joy and rejoicing. I'll never forget what Ruth Bell used to say. People would call her for counsel. She had her degree in counseling. They would call her with all their problems. What would Ruth Bell tell them to do? Yeah, get off the phone, read five chapters in the Bible, and then call me back. <laughs> this book can change your attitude, right? This book can bring joy. This book can change a heart. Jeremiah said, your words were found, and I ate them. Your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Go ahead. In the midst of persecution. Robert, go ahead to the next one here. He's being persecuted. He's being taunted. He's being made fun of. And yet, he can rejoice. Go ahead. Your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Listen, many of you sitting here, there's bound to be people suffering and hurting. Run to the Word. Get in the Word. I love the daily Word that I read. Every day it encourages me, it strengthens me, it brings joy. Jeremiah, the rejoicing prophet, in the midst of his persecution, a prophet that was full of joy and rejoicing. I want us to go to the New Testament. Go ahead. Next here, Jesus speaking. He knew his disciples were going to suffer great things for the kingdom. You know, when you read about the apostles, how many were actually martyred, sawn in asunder, crucified upside down, all the persecution that was going to come. What did Jesus say when you suffer persecution? Yeah, rejoice in the midst of your persecution. Rejoice, Matthew chapter five. When we read the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter five. Go ahead here. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you. Anyone suffering anything today? You're blessed. Drives you to the book, doesn't it? Drives you to your knees. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you, falsely for my sake. What's to be our response? Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets which were before you. You know, when I tell you things about China, I don't want you to get angry at China or see China as the enemy. I want you to see a loving joyful church over there. 
Christians like you, and they're willing to give their life. They're willing to go to prison. I said to Kelly and Daniel, why are you going back to Sichuan province? Why are you going back to Chengdu? Already, many members of the church are in jail. Oh, we have to go back. We have to serve the church there. A willingness to serve no matter what in the face of persecution. I've told many people what the government has now to control the people is facial recognition. They see every place I go, everything I do. When you enter China, you're going to be fingerprinted and your face scanned at the airport. And now they're so sophisticated. They have no privacy rights in China. They see everything you do, every place you go. They see when I'm leading a group of children to my home for a Bible study. Nothing is a secret. Everything is known. Everything we buy now, we don't buy with cash. I can't even pay five UM for a parking space anymore with cash. They're going to scan my phone or my face. My son-in-law, Frank, was at Ikea, and I was there with him. He went to the vending machine. He pushed for the drink he wanted. As soon as he pushed the button for the drink he wanted, it scanned his face and took the money out of his bank account and gave him the drink. See, here we have some privacy rights. There, there are none. The government now can control every movement of the people, everything that they are doing. Now a chip must be in the window of your car, so everywhere you go, they'll know where you're going in your car. Next year, 2020, January, I have no idea what to expect, but starting in January, every person in China will have a social score by how you behave in society. If you do something you disagree with, it'll count against your social score. We already know we break the law there. My wife Cindy said if we don't break the law, we can't do anything in China. We teach children below the age of 18 the Bible. We have a fellowship in our home, things that are totally against the law. When you get enough points against your social score, and this is already happening to a lot of people in China, you can no longer buy a train ticket. You can't buy an airplane ticket. You are a virtual prisoner in your village. The control mechanisms are there now like nothing you can, can even imagine here in America. We totally buy and sell with our hand and our forehead now. Everything in China. So the Chinese church, they know where you're going, what you're doing. They need you to pray for them. The compromises that are having to be made just for the doors to stay open is, is unbelievable. Now Jesus in Luke chapter 6, here he's sharing the same thing, but it's said in a little different way by Luke. In Luke chapter 6, go ahead there. Well, let's read this. Rejoice, Jesus said, and be exceedingly glad. All right, the next one. Blessed when you're persecuted. The next one, too. All right, let's say this one again. I want to get this verse in your mind today, okay? You're going to see this verse over and over and over again. Because this is the verse I hope you take home with you. No matter what you're facing, I hope you memorize this verse. Say it with me. Your word 
was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. God, your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. The next one here. Now we finally get to Luke chapter 6. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. My son says, I laugh so easily. I am so easily impressed. Anything you put on Facebook funny, I'm going to laugh at it, okay? My son Bobby thinks it's so corny. I told my son, I need the laughter. Listen, after everything we've been through, we need to laugh. Laughter's like a medicine. It's a healing. Jesus said, you might be weeping, but you're going to laugh. Blessed are you when you weep now, for you shall laugh. Okay, go ahead. Go to the next one here then. Blessed are you when men hate you. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Leap for joy. Can you see David leaping for joy? David faced a lot of crisis in his life. And yet he can leap and sing and dance and shout. You know, there were two things John Bell always taught us. It takes two wings for an eagle to fly. And I hope you walk away from here remembering those two wings. One is the wing of prayer. We'll mount up with wings as eagles. I need you to pray every time God drops China in your, your mind. Every time you think of China, please pray and love those people, love the church over there through your prayer life. And what was the other wing? Praise. The joy of the Lord. If you want to soar like an eagle, pray and praise. It takes both. Prayer, weep, cry out to God, and then sing praises unto God. Sing praises to him. If you're not the greatest singer, you don't want to sing, then praise him just by your language and the words you say. Don't be negative. Lift him up. Lift him up to everyone else. What a great God you serve. Praise him. Praise him. Okay? Go ahead, Robert. Blessed are you when you weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you, they revile you, they cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for great is your reward in heaven. Wow. Leap for joy. Leap for joy. Be full of the joy of the Lord. God wants us in the face of suffering just to laugh at the enemy. Laugh at him and leap for joy. Again, go to our theme verse again. Your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. If Jeremiah can say that, certainly we can. Let's go to the book of Acts. How did the early church work this out? Jesus told them to rejoice. Jesus told them they would be persecuted. How did they work it out? Go ahead to the book of Acts. When they had called for the disciples the apostles, and beat them. They commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus. That's what we're being told right now in China. Frank, stop doing your religious activity, the police said this week. I'm telling you, my son-in-law and daughter, they called me very nervous. It's a scary situation. 
Stop doing what you're doing. Did the apostles stop doing what they were doing? No. First sermon I heard when I got back to the U.S., I go and saying, God, what are we supposed to do with all this persecution? What are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to stop? And the first sermon I heard was, and when Daniel heard the decree, he went to his windows as usual, opened them up. He knelt down and prayed, as was his habit, three times a day. Did Daniel hide it because the law had been passed? No praying to any god but the king. He didn't hide it. The Bible says he threw open the windows. He continued to pray three times a day, as was his custom, in the face of persecution. Please pray for the church. Please pray. I'm more concerned for my daughter and grandchildren over there than anything else. But when they had beaten them, they departed from the presence of the council. They'd been given a warning. What did they do? Rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. This verse really means a lot in China because in China, people are not moved by guilt. You know, here in the Western world, oh yeah, I'm guilty, I'm a sinner, I need the cross, I need forgiveness. In China, it's all about shame, bringing shame, losing face. You brought shame on your family. You brought shame on your culture. You brought shame on your nation. It's one reason it's so hard to lead a Japanese person to the Lord, isn't it? The losing of face, the shame. Here they're rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame. To lose face, they rejoiced. This is how the apostles worked it out. Go ahead. Even in the face of Blood, beaten, stripped, they're rejoicing, even in the face of persecution. Go ahead, Robert. They beat them, and they were warned, don't speak in that name, but they went out rejoicing. Did the disciples stop spreading the good news? No. They didn't take heed to that warning. There are sometimes we cannot obey the law. Okay, next. Again, our theme verse, your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. We continue in the book of Acts. Go over to Acts 16, chapter 16. You know this story. Paul and Silas, thrown in jail, beaten, put in stocks. What did they do? Oh, poor us. We're suffering. We're persecuted. Oh, this is terrible. Is that what they did? No. Sing praises unto God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto God. Wow. They didn't do it quietly. Others were listening. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Just like Daniel, they didn't do it privately. Wow, lifting up praise. Can you be like Paul and Silas, no matter what suffering you're facing? Rejoice and praise. Have that wing of praise and rejoicing. Okay, next here. Immediately, the jailer and all his family were baptized. Boy, when the earthquake happened and they knew Paul and Silas, because of their worship and praise, they had, boy, they believed. And they were baptized. 
happens. Go to the next one. Here's some of my boys being baptized. Do you see any joy on some of those faces? My dad was there. My brother-in-law was there. As we baptized them at night secretly in the lake, we still had people coming up. What are you doing? These boys were so blessed. One of the boys after said, I need a haircut. I said, why do you need a haircut? Because I'm a new man now. I need a haircut. <laughs> Listen, they take it serious. This isn't just an act. This is a lifelong commitment. And they're willing to be persecuted and be full of joy, even though we had to do it secretly at night. Just like the jailer and his family rejoicing. Go ahead here. He rejoiced having believed in God with all his household. I tell you, persecution can result in joy that you would never experience without the persecution. Without the suffering, you would never experience that joy. Because of the persecution, because of those stripes on Paul's back, because of that, there's great rejoicing. A whole family has come to Christ, and I'm sure many of those prisoners as well. Go ahead to our theme verse again. Your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. You get in a tough space, place, you just say, oh God, your word is what encourages me. It's the joy and rejoicing of my heart, as it was for Jeremiah in persecution. Further in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 20, Paul, you know, from, you know, I read these verses, I thought, well, that could easily be me saying these words. You know, from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, with many tears and trials which happened to me, I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you. You know, that's what God enabled me and my wife Cindy to do, is teach these children the full word of God. They know it like any child in America. We were able to go and teach them. Sure, it was tough. Sure, it was difficult. Sure, there were trials and tears many times. But God was there with us, and the blessing of God was there. And these children learned in Asia. Okay, keep going here in this chapter. Paul says to the elders at Ephesus, Right after those verses, chains and tribulations await me. He was headed to Jerusalem. He knew what was awaiting him when he got there. It had already been prophesied. Paul, when you go, chains and tribulations are going to await you. Maybe you should change your travel plans. You know, I'm headed back to China August 26. Should I change my travel plans? Paul said, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. Boy, the very thing Jesus taught them, these disciples are working out, aren't they? In the face of persecution, in the face of chains and tribulations, I'm going to finish my course with joy. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to get down negative, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to finish my course with joy. I'm going to Jerusalem. And I'm going to finish my course with joy. 
Okay, go ahead. Another verse from Paul in 1 Thessalonians 1, 6. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message. He's speaking to the church of Thessalonica. In the midst of severe suffering, severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. How can you put those two things together? In the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. I couldn't even see where any comma was put in there in our English translation. Nothing to separate the two. Can you go through severe suffering and have the joy of the Holy Spirit? Wow. The joy of the Lord. One more verse from Paul here. Hebrews, we believe Paul wrote Hebrews, could be someone else, but Hebrews 10, 34. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property. Aren't those interesting words? You're willing to give up everything in this life. Please pray for us in China. I don't know the day that I'll have to walk away and just leave everything. Can you imagine what you accumulate after 15 years? But are we willing to even have all of our property confiscated? Are we willing to joyfully accept whatever comes our way? That's what the early church did. That's what they did. You suffered along with those in prison. Are you suffering with Pastor Wong Yi in prison right now? Are you praying for Pastor Wong? Kelly's pastor, right now in prison. His, life, his sentence will probably be at least 15 years, they're saying. He should be encouraged in prayer. We should be lifting him up. Listen, there's no cushy prison in China. Okay, Don't get a picture of some of the prisons maybe here. I went with my dad to prison ministry in Louisiana. Every time I go there, and I'm headed there now, we go to the prison ministry on Wednesday. And I thoroughly enjoy ministering to those men and sitting down at a table and talking with them. It's, it's just a blessing. You know, when men are in problem like that, they're ready to listen. What a joy to minister to men in prison. But I have to say, it's not really that uncomfortable in there. But China, don't get that picture in your mind. You need to be praying for Pastor Wang Yi and all that he is suffering and all that the leaders there have happening in their life. Our key verse again. Well, first I wanted to show this. The first week I arrived in China, I taught the children this, and they kept that flag, and 15 years later, the children still talk about this first message I ever gave them. Joy, Jesus, the O, others, the Y, you. Jesus and others and you. What a wonderful way to spell joy. Jesus comes first in your life. Does he come first in your life? Then do you think of others before yourself? You know, in China, that's a very difficult thing for children to do because they're taught to believe one thing. You ask a child in China, what do you believe? Of course, they won't say, I believe in God or Jesus or anything like that. What do you believe? They're going to say, I believe in myself. That's what they're all taught to say. It's all up to you what you make of your life. You believe in yourself. 
I don't know how that's going to help them when they're breathing their last breath. We better believe in eternal life, right? Eternity, the gift that Jesus offers. Jesus and others and you, put yourself last, that spells joy. Please, when you're suffering, when you're hurting, begin thinking of others that have suffered more than you. Hurting more than you. When you begin to pray for others, when you begin to think of others, when you begin to lift others up, it will give you a joy. It will give you a new joy. Jesus and others, this is David Hightower, one of our first boys from Gongi, Nathan Bell's home of hope. Okay, the next one. Your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Okay, let's look at Peter. I think Peter is next here. Go ahead. Yeah, 1 Peter chapter 4. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. We should be expecting it even. We should be prepared to suffer. But rejoice to the extent that you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. For your reproach for the name of Christ, blessed are you. Blessed are you. I went to China with that message, bless you, bless you, bless you. You're blessed, even in the face of persecution. Next. Peter, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering. Peter, the fisherman. Peter, he became so strong in his faith that we're told, it's not in the Bible, but it's believed that he was crucified upside down for his faith. Okay, next. Be glad with exceeding joy. If you're reproached for the name of Jesus, blessed are you. Again, these verses. Go ahead. Fiery trial, which is to try you. The church in China is going through a fiery trial. I don't see where it's getting better. I think it's getting worse, especially with the social score kicking in next year. So they need our prayer more than ever. And Christy and myself, foreigners are not exempt. Uh, you need to be praying. Once you're in a foreign country, you are under their laws. And they make it very clear that you are. You know, we have the consulate. Uh, the U.S. consulate visit our children from Shanghai. Come and was so impressed with our children in our home of hope. But as we were talking, the subject of prison came up. They said, well, that's our number one job is to visit all the Americans in prison. That put a little scare in my wife, Cindy, I remember. Oh, there are foreigners in prison. Blessed are you, no matter what you face. We're not believing for that, I guarantee you. But are we ready to suffer? Are we ready? Are we going to keep our joy no matter what we go through? Next. Your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. And of course, our greatest example was the Lord Jesus himself. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. Who do you look to? We look to the cross, don't we? We look to Jesus in every situation. Look at Jesus' example. He suffered more than any of us can imagine. His body broken. His blood shed. 
But what did he keep his eye on? He suffered. It was hard to breathe, pushing up, trying to get the last breath. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Go back again so we can read. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. Again, that speaks so much to the Chinese believers, that he was willing to be stripped naked and be made a shame in front of the world, be beat and spit on, be persecuted. He took our shame. You know, today, if you're ashamed of your sin, and every one of us should be, he took your shame. Aren't you so glad you'll never be put out there for everyone to see your nakedness, your sin? He took your shame on the cross. He willingly took your shame. He endured the cross. He despised the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Why did he do all that? For the joy that was set before him. That's why we all endure. There's a better day coming. A joy unspeakable and full of glory. We can't even imagine all God has in store. The joy Jesus had in thinking of all of us being with him around the throne someday. Rejoicing. Can you men imagine going fishing with Jesus? Can you imagine the new heaven and new earth? The living water flowing full of fish, man. The fruit trees. Can you imagine the new heaven and new earth? I love adventure. I love the outdoors. I love every wild animal I see. China, God gave me the wild monkeys that I see up there in the mountains. California, just last week, I have a home there now in California that my son Ethan lives in. I'm very rarely there. I live in China almost all year round. But last week, I saw three deer. I saw two otters playing in the creek. I saw a coyote. I saw jackrabbits and, and uh, cottontails. Every time I see the wildlife, I say, thank you, Jesus. Can you imagine what it's going to be like in heaven? Wow, the new heaven, new earth. It's going to be worth it all for the joy that was set before him. He endured it all. He was willing, looking unto Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Go ahead. I added the first part of this verse again. Your words were found and I ate them. Wow, what's on the menu for you today? Have you remembered to put this on the menu? Have you remembered his word? We need to eat this book. We need to devour it. Your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing. Wait a minute, Jeremiah, you're suffering. You're being persecuted. You've been put in stocks. You've been thrown in a slimy pit. Ah, oh, I ate the word and it was so good. Wow, it was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Washing, jungda, wan, shi, kwaila. Next. I love this picture of our boys eating at the church. This is at that church I was showing you. And they do special dinners on the ground. And they love for our children to come and eat. And the joy they had there. Your words were found and I ate them. They love the church. They've done Christmas programs in the church. Now that would be illegal. But your words were found and I ate them, and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. 
I love every opportunity I can find to laugh after the bad year I had. And you really can't call it a bad year because we know we've lost nothing in eternity. It's all going to be restored to us. Next, I love this picture. This is a, a comedian that makes me laugh in China. The boys got me interested in this TV show. And she is hilarious. She might as well be Lucille Ball. Did anyone like to laugh with Lucy? This lady. How many know we need to enjoy life and laugh a little bit? And so this picture I had taken of this cardboard cutout with her. Your words were found and I ate them. Let this word bring joy and rejoicing to your heart. Here's our little boys enjoying the angel cookies. My wife made them at Christmas time that Cindy made for them. Listen, there's nothing we can put in our mouth better than this, than these words. Read it aloud, put it in your mouth, chew on it, think about it, uh, chew the cut, it says, meditate on it in the Bible. Meditate on these words. It's the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Again, your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Start thinking of Jeremiah, the persecuted prophet, as the rejoicing prophet. And with, when you're suffering, allow God to bring joy. Begin to praise, begin to pray. And please don't forget the Chinese church. And don't forget Christy and Frank. They really need to be lifted up. Because even teaching their own children the Bible is against the law now in China. Noah and Esther. Of course, they're not going to stop. If anything, you need to pray for my little Noah. He's as bold an evangelist as Christy is. He goes up to people at age six and says, you know, if you don't know Jesus, you're going to hell. Satan is terrible. You don't want to go to hell. Thinking, Noah, do you know where you're living over here? His Chinese is perfect now. He's, but no bridle on the tongue whatsoever. But God loves the Chinese people, and they do need to hear the warning. They do need to hear the word of God. This last picture, here I am with Nathan. How these children have encouraged me and the joy they have brought me. There's how you can follow us and see what's going on at the Home of Hope. Uh, I do apologize, the website I hadn't updated for six months because I just finished the audit and then they came to me and told me we had to move out of our building of 13 years. It took two months to do that. So, but I did just update it, so there is a current website now and also you can follow us on Facebook. Let's pray. Let's ask God to give us those wings of prayer. Pray for the nations. Pray for the persecuted church and the wing of praise. Let joy be in your mouth. Let rejoicing be in your mouth. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. There's not a weak church in China. There's a strong church because the joy of the Lord is their strength. Lord, they come out. They pack their churches. They love you, God, with all their heart. Lord, I pray for those that are suffering in prison today, Pastor Wong Yi, others that have been threatened. Lord, I pray for safety. I pray for your help. But whatever happens, help them to be able to rise up in joy and rejoice and praise like Jeremiah the prophet in the face of persecution. Lord, your word was to me the rejoicing of my heart. Lord, put your word in our heart that we might not sin against you, that it's there, it's hidden in our heart. No man could take it away. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We love your word. Let the word that was shared today, so many verses, Lord, 
but you can cause one verse to lodge in the heart of each individual here. One thought, something, Lord, they can take home with them, something that will encourage them when they suffer, something that will encourage them when they're in need, when there's a hurt in their family, a hurt on the job, wherever they are, God, I pray for your healing power. And we know that laughter is the best medicine, Lord, for healing. Thank you for your healing power. In Jesus' name, amen.